Winners this week include Mike LaPena in Pine Bush, New York, Brock in North Dakota, Peter Ryan, Asheville's <laughs> Mike LaPena in Pine Bush, New York, Brock in New- Ah, what the ah. Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the laughter. <laughs> the heroes. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go Ghostbusters. And the honesty. What's up, Norm? My nipples. It's freezing out there. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's Spearsy here. And Brown in LA. And today we go off our usual game plan to give you the very unofficial Stuck in the 80s holiday gift guide. So here's to you and all you do. Let's raise a glass to all that's past and to the future. Long may it last. Stuck in the 80s is a member of the CLNS Podcast Network. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and the CLNS Media mobile app. Right, and don't forget to listen to our podcast at the CLNS Media website. You can find it at clnsmedia.com. And as always, if you want to stuff our stockings, share the links on social media, and don't forget to like our page on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Brad, that's the song We All Need Christmas, the new holiday song from Def Leppard. It's the song we never knew we needed. Does it fill you, Brad, with cheer and warm wishes for humanity? Uh, I wouldn't go quite that far. I wouldn't go quite yeah. that far. I think I prefer Billy Mac's Christmas is All Around. So, Billy, welcome back to the Airwaves. New Christmas single cover of Love is All Around. Except we've changed the word love. To Christmas. Actually, I do love that song. Steve, joining us today, I understand she's been cast as Mother Nature in the live action remake of the holiday classic Year Without a Santa Claus. Oh, you children. It's Jen with one N. I got the part. This is very exciting. Thank you, Brad, for giving me the news. Well, what a gift. yeah, you know, Hollywood. I'm, I'm closer to L.A., so the news got to me first. There, that makes sense. I'm in New England. <laughs> so here's the idea for this week's show. Normally, a gift guide would be something that might be better presented visually in the form of a video or a very snazzy blog item. Ooh. But Brad and I were talking about it, and we said, let's make it into a podcast this year. And... Because we know you still need a little bit of extra help, we will have a companion blog item that will have photos and links to everything we talk about. So don't worry. Don't don't be scribbling down while you're driving your car or something. It, this is all saved for you in a scientifically, you know, sterile environment on the internet yes. where nothing bad ever happens. You don't have to say, and, uh, Siri, buy me stuff. Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> Yeah. So so that's that's the idea. We're going to talk about some ideas. I don't know about you guys, but because we sort of do the Stuck in the 80s gig, a lot of times I do get approached by people who say, I, you know, my sister's a big 80s fan. 
I want to get her some really clever gift. What, what can I get her? And there's only so many times I can say, you know, get her the 80s edition of Trivial Pursuit or right. get her a Rubik's Cube or get her a stuck in the 80s t-shirt. Something a little <laughs> – go, go slightly deeper into the, into the oeuvre, as it were. Right. So uh, Brad and Jen have done the, the legwork here. I am here just for morale purposes. And to keep the, the <laughs> to keep the wagon on the on the road as we head down into the holidays. So and 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 as our extra bonus present to you, fair listener, no ads in this week's show. What do you think about that? It's amazing. If you believe in this spirit thing, you, you the miracle will happen, and then you'll want it to happen again tomorrow. You won't be one of these bastards who says Christmas is once a year and it's a fraud. It's not. It can happen every day. You just gotta want that feeling. And if you like it and you want it, you'll get greedy for it. You'll want it every day of your life, and it can happen to you. I don't. I believe in it now. I believe it's going to happen to me now. I'm ready for it. Brad, I know like the first thing that pops into my head when I think of a, a gift these days are books. Are there any like new books about the '80s that you've seen lately that you think might really make for a good gift idea? Yeah, actually, I came across a couple. The first one is called "Whatever Happened to Pudding Pops?" And when I saw that title, I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, what did happen to Pudding Pops? This is a, it's a compendium basically of things that 80s Nation is going to remember very well, running from after school specials all the way to Zoom. And everything in between. Every entry has a little origin story and a, and a kind of a where are they now? Is it still available? Where can you find it? Uh, it's a pretty cool little book. Um, and the other one that I came across as maybe a more obvious choice is uh, they've just released a official companion book to Stranger Things called Stranger Things Worlds Turned Upside Down. Cool. Yeah. Has everyone here seen both seasons now of, of Stranger Things? Yes, sir. Yes. And have you seen, more importantly, as we talk about shopping, have you seen the trailer for season three? No. I want to go shopping no. in that mall. They recreate an 80s mall. I'm like, oh, no. It's amazing. Go check it out. I'll, oh, I'll, wow. I'll wait. I'll wait. Go check it out. <laughs> yeah. You know who did a really good mall this past year is um, season two of Glow. Oh, I have to watch that. Their mall is amazing. They shoot a video in it. Spoiler. Uh, that's so cool. <laughs> it's awesome. You know why I haven't watched season two of Glow yet? For some reason, my Netflix keeps defaulting to season one every time I turn on Glow. It doesn't remember that I've already started season two. And so I'll be watching it. I'm like, I know what's going to happen next. This show's gotten so lame. And then I realize you know what's going to happen next because you watched this a year ago. Oh, Steve. Don't give me this. Don't, don't give me this grandma level technology is hard garbage. Push that button from your remote control. You, Netflix is weird now. It doesn't it doesn't it's not working for me anymore. I may have to I may have to just throw away my television set and get an entirely new one for Christmas. Great idea. <laughs> not on our list. Jen, what are some of the things you found? As you were uh, looking around for ideas. Well, you know, as we're talking about, I mean, I, I would, I will give anyone a book at any time. And I love getting books too. And I've gotten my share of, of 80s themed books. I have to say, and I, I, it's making me think, if you go back and listen to the books um, podcast episode that we did with Gail, mm -hmm. there are a boatload of really great titles in there. If the person that you like likes to read. So the one I'm thinking of is Life Moves Pretty Fast. The lessons we learned from 80s movies and why we don't learn them from movies anymore. Good, good stuff in there. Really, really good stuff. I highly recommend it. I just gave it to my best friend, Lucy, for her birthday. Nice. And she texted me today something like, 
you know this is a good book when there's a two-page footnote of Tom Cruise's 80s movie career. <laughs> Happy birthday, Lucy. <laughs> ex- yes, exactly. Highly recommend that one. And check out the books podcast because there's tons of good ideas in there. Speaking of that podcast, Gail from DC was our co-host on that. And today's her birthday. Otherwise, she would be on the show with us right now. It is birthdays all around. Happy birthday, Gail. <laughs> do, you, do you think it kind of sucks having a birthday, though, like so close to the holidays? Like mine's in the middle of the summer. Like, yeah, no problem. My, it sucks for me because school was never in, so I never got any bonus presents from being in school. <laughs> didn't, get, didn't get a ding dong from your fourth grade classmate? No, I, didn't, I got no ding dongs. You know, all I got was a hot dog and like sit by the pool. But you always you always feel bad for people yeah. who have birthdays right around the holidays. Uh, we have friends, family friends that have twins whose birthday is like three days before Christmas. And when they were little, they would do half birthday parties. Half birthday party? Yeah, so they would have a part birthday party in July, June or July. Oh, that's weird. Well, just so, I mean, they, didn't, so they didn't have it in uh, December. They wouldn't have another party in December. They would just have one for their kids, you know, at the um, five and a half, you know. Huh. That, that's really unusual. I got to admit. I'm, per- I'm just, I'm, I'm fascinated by that. You're flummoxed. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of kids... One of my favorite things to give away to my niece and nephew every year, they're both in college now in Florida. I try to give them something at Christmas every year that's like sort of like a toy, but from an 80s angle. More importantly, something they can sort of like put in their dorm room that just kind of, you know, set the tone. Like I'm thinking about getting my nephew a black light this year, but I don't know that kids still do that. Yeah, you, kids, kids don't. You might need to give him some posters too, so he can get the whole point. Yeah, I guess. I know last year, I think I gave my niece like a a lava lamp, like a mini mini lava lamp and stuff like that for her dorm room. A bead curtain. Ooh, I, ooh! I had a bead curtain my freshman year. I bet you did. <laughs> I'll I'll put photos of it online <laughs> and a mustache. Oh, if you could still buy those, if you could still buy those, I'm buying one for my. Uh, for my lair. And now I know what to get Steve uh, for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure the cat will take care of that in like short order. As you guys were looking around for gift ideas though, did you did you come across any toys? Yeah, and I, I will say I went right to the most iconic little tchotchke I think you can find from the eighties, and that was a Rubik's Cube. But let's let's up our game a little here. Let's recommend not just a regular old Rubik's Cube, let's go with the speed Rubik's Cube. Because there's nothing worse than having a thing hang up on you when you're trying to Trying to twist it into place, and I, I, did you know that they still have speed Rubik's cube like solving competitions? Oh yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, so these still. these things are basically a little better designed and a little better engineered, so that they turn really smoothly and really fast. I had a Rubik's cube when I was a kid, given to me at Christmas by my parents. But I guess at the time, the, the, the copyright laws weren't as strict as far as. Um, you know, official Rubik's Cube Uh-oh. versus the kind I got. <laughs> so mine had, first of all, all the wrong colors. Purple. <laughs> Pink. It had purple. Purple was one of them. So it looked weird. You know, so I, I guarantee you it cost half. I mean, I'm not saying my parents are cheap. I mean, they just. It was a crime sort of, of opportunity. Detail. They look at two cubes and they're like, this one cost $10. This one cost five. Why would we buy the $10 one? It was still a cube, though. It, I'm not even sure that it was. Because, Rubik's rectangle. Because as I was trying to solve it, I mean, you could barely move the sides around. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't break it apart like you can with other with other cubes and put them back together. So I couldn't break it apart. I could barely – it basically became like a – 
like a statue, <laughs> like an Art Deco statue of a cube. The best. I wish I still had the it. The best thing to do with the ones you could take apart, especially if you knew your friend could solve it, is to take it apart and put it together wrong in a way that it could never be solved. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, that is really devious. Yeah, yeah. kind of jerk I am, I yeah. guess. Yeah. I have a Rubik's cube holiday story. All right, Rubik's cube is the reason that I. How I learned that there was no Santa Claus. Oh, no. I was kind of on to my parents a little bit. But so I was sneaking around looking for presents, of course, before Christmas in third grade. And I found a Rubik's Cube keychain. And I didn't say anything, but I was like, uh uh huh. Hmm. Then in my stocking, you know, a couple days later, I find, of course, a Rubik's Cube keychain. And I said, oh, so you're telling me everything in the stockings from Santa? What a jerk, right? <laughs> My parents yeah. were like, yeah. And I said, oh, that's funny because I found this in your closet. <laughs> and then my mom was backpedaling like, oh, I mean, some of the things are from us. And I was like, okay, okay. Santa dropped them <laughs> off early. Oh, my that, gosh. I think that's where I would have gone with it. I would have said Santa dropped them off early. Yeah. You don't, you don't really believe that Santa can get across the entire world in one night. <laughs> like half, like half magic. Yeah. Half magic. Yeah, exactly. The rest of the story, completely true. <laughs> <laughs> the elves made that thing. The blister pack included. And and also, you know, if your friends or who, if your, your gift recipient is flummoxed by owning this puzzle, there are a million How to Solve It books available and tutorials online and walkthroughs. I mean, come on. There's an online walkthrough for everything these days. There's probably an online walkthrough for how to take care of Cat Benatar. Uh, no. No? Sadly, there never will be. Whenever I think about the How to Solve the Rubik's Cube books, you guys remember the movie Night Shift with Henry Winkler? Yeah. Love brokers. And he's <laughs> Early in the movie when he's still with his fiance, he's waiting for her to get off the exercise bike to go to bed with him. And he's in bed reading the How to Solve the Rubik's Cube book <laughs> while he's just kind of twiddling with it with his fingers. It's, it's just one of those little tiny details Detail. that you wouldn't have even thought twice of because it just seems so, you know, of course that was what he would have been doing. But now it just kind of stands out as like one of those little pop culture gems yeah that's fun. what about trivia games i mean it seems like i mean I, I hate to bring it up because i mean that's kind of our bread and butter for the for the 80s cruise every year is 80s trivia and i'm happy to say that over this last weekend we i finished writing all the questions now we just have to decide have to whether figure out what the answers are <laughs> yeah. well sometimes that's a problem because you do come up with one you're like well this has got to be the answer and then you realize up oh, no there's more than one answer it seems like lately there's a proliferation of trivia games out there just something just like a deck of cards with with the numbers on it have you guys come across any of that while you've been shopping well i'll tell you i got uh, my birthday is in november it's it's actually nice and you're asking about having your birthday near the holidays and mine is just at the beginning of november which is perfect so every year there's like halloween and that slides into my birthday and that slides into thanksgiving so it's sort of like neatly placed that said i recently got from my husband it's an 80s pop music quiz, and it is. It's just a deck of cards. I think it's called like music quiz cards or something like that in the, in the 80s. Nice. And it's, you know, questions about pop music. But what's nice about it is there's like levels of play. So if you're really good, you can just ask each other, just straight up ask the question and don't give the answer. Or you can provide choices. Like, like the choice. options. Yeah. Exactly. And then there's even a third level that makes it a little bit easier if, if you're... Is this a song? <laughs> But uh, it's super fun. It's really fun. And I loved playing it. I had my um, my eight-year-old daughter be the quiz master oh, nice. for my husband. And it was great. And I would just like whip through the answers. And she was like 
you're really good at this. I was like impressing the pants off of her. Um, my husband did okay because there were a few like hair metal, you know, songs in there. So he held his own. So I got that and I was talking to Drew because it was his birthday recently. And he got for his birthday, like totally 80s trivia, which it looks like an actual board game, right? Like it doesn't, it's more than just the cards. Oh, huh. That's cool. Yeah. So, um, so he got that and we had to like exchange photos of our 80s trivia presents. Oh, that's what you guys were doing the other night. I was suddenly lighting up my phone. Yeah. Very important. Very important. Stuff. <laughs> Super important stuff. Like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> so here's the toy that I actually can see myself buying. I hope Katie can't hear me in the next room. But uh, I came across this and I was amazed to see it. Maybe this is more 70s than 80s, but I'm, I'm including it anyway. And that is the Spirograph Deluxe set. Awesome. Oh, God. Totally. I just, I mean, don't seriously, don't tell Katie I'm getting her one of these for Christmas. Spirograph wasn't being manufactured for a long time. And then I think in 2013, this company named Cahoots relaunched it and has received nothing but acclaim for it. It seems to have won a lot of awards. It's kind of an interesting company. They've also relaunched other classics from our youth, like fashion plates and color form. Mm-hmm. Is Spirograph the one where you put like a pen or a pencil inside like the little Gear. circle that has the... Yeah. And then you draw exactly. on the, like the spirals and oh, it's like math and art together. Oh, it's, it's right where I want to live. <laughs> it's my, oh. it's one of my favorite things. <laughs> There's something kind of zen about it. Like I think about... You know, adult coloring books and how those were popular a little while ago. Mm-hmm. Spirographs kind of has the same sort of feeling to me, doesn't it? Because you're not the, the thing yeah. about the thing about the spirograph is you're not really quite sure what it's going to do when you like. Oh, let's try let's try using the pen in number seventeen. Oh, that's a fun pattern. What if I use the bigger gear? You don't really know quite how it's going to turn out. So anyway, I think it's a cool you know kind of toy that a lot of people would have fun with. Yeah, I got my daughter a Spirograph last year and Fashion Plates the year before that. Oh my gosh, that's and awesome. Light, and Light Bright the year before that. So yeah, we're these are good suggestions for children as well. <laughs> you know what I like about the way Jen is raising her child? She's raising her to be the future host of this show. <laughs> Repopulate. I, I feel like I can retire. I feel like there's a retirement plan in my future. Yeah. Like, it, we do this for another 10 years and she'll be ready to take over. Yep, stuck years. in the 80s is safe forever and ever <laughs> music is always the obvious pick i mean when i was a kid i used to always ask for albums for christmas and i remember my parents would often shoot down my ideas depending on how graphic the album cover was snip and the so glove was, never was not any, on the list yeah no no scorpions albums were ever allowed they vetoed acdc's highway to hell because of hell because of hell and because the uh, the devil horns on the oh, yeah. drawing. Molly Hatchet was by and large vetoed as well, just on general principle. Iron Maiden, mm-hmm. not so much. Mom could listen to her Village People albums, but I could not listen to my Molly Hatchet. Where's the justice in this world? Uh, I'm telling you. Anyway, uh, as I mentioned earlier in the show, Def Leppard does have some new stuff out. They have the Christmas song that we, we played earlier in the show, but they have these two sets that are coming out. In oh, they actually they came out by the time you guys will listen to the show. One is called "The Story So Far: The Best of Def Leppard," and the other is packages called "Hysteria: The Singles." The story so far includes 35 tracks, as well as the band's cover of Depeche Mode's "Personal Jesus." Have you guys heard that? Not yet. I saw it on your Facebook page, but I haven't. I haven't listened to it yet. Here's a taste. Someone who cares 
I have heard this, and it's, you know, I mean, Personal Jesus is fairly rockin' by uh, Depeche Mode standards to start with, but this is a little more rockin'-er. I like it. It's, it's fine. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not gonna... It's not going to make me a bigger Def Leppard fan, but I, I appreciate the effort. <laughs> uh, the, the track was recorded earlier this year as part of Spotify's uh, Spotify Singles series. Oh, I didn't know that. So, so that's I, I know we have a lot of Def Leppard fans out there uh, who listen to the show. So that is got to be right up your wheelhouse, Brad. What did you find? Any other any other new music? So I was digging around, and uh, you know sometimes it's hard to buy music for music lovers because they're so in tune with the new stuff by their favorite artists. You know, so you, I, I've I've found a couple things that I thought were interesting that maybe I wouldn't have otherwise come across or wouldn't have really known about. And the first one is a Phil Collins compilation called Plays Well with Others. And this is a four CD set. It's got 59 of his studio and live guest playing appearances from 1969 to 2011. And it's got Phil Collins playing with Brian Eno, Tears for Fears, Annie Lennox, Peter Gabriel, Philip Bailey, and stacks and stacks of things that some of them you knew he played on. Some of you had no idea he played on. But it's a really kind of a fun collection with that Phil Collins through line. That's a cool idea. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm trying to think who else would, would have that kind of collection. And like the guys that were in Toto, but they were all kind of studio guys anyway. Phil's on a tear lately. Yeah. Yeah, he is. I guess his tour just wrapped up. Yeah. Yeah, but I think he's going to take it to Europe now. I mean, it got nothing but good reviews. I don't mean to badmouth it, but I mean, I feel bad for Phil. I know his health is not great, and he's had some severe back problems. But I, th- from what I understand, he does the whole show sitting down in a chair. That's what I understand as well. That's just, uh, I don't know. You're the one who I'm wants just, to be I, sitting down in a chair. Everyone who saw it said it was amazing. You, you don't want someone else to be sitting. You want to be the only one sitting with your arms crossed, karate man. Yes. God, so you've been you're just riding me lately on that. <laughs> it's just it's a great note for me to hit. It's all I really have. Brad and I got into it this afternoon. We were talking about Bruce Springsteen because I'm listening to his new his audiobook, which isn't new. I think it's been out a couple years now. I'm part of the Audible program, and so they had it, and I've been listening to it, and I, I've been really loving it. I was never a big Springsteen fan, and so I've been I started raving to to Brad today about how much I like Springsteen. Brad just starts ripping me. Oh, ripping, ripping. You're, you're, you're leaving just... a little context out here. There's a little context missing. <laughs> There's the no more. The readers need the listeners need no more context. That's all they need to know is that you're a cruel friend, and you're never there for. Ah, me. but a friend. <laughs> but I am a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a lot being left out here. <laughs> no, no. For the purposes of uh, clarity and, and for Steve's storytelling purposes, to my point. Yeah. Well, yeah. so listen, Steve, about Phil. Collins sitting down during the concert before Prince died. That's what he did too, right? I mean, he was at the piano, so he had a reason to be sitting. But that was kind of his deal too. Is that his, you know, his back and his body were so wrecked that he couldn't dance around and run around the stage and do splits anymore. So that's what he did. Did not know that. Yeah. Well, I just want everyone to know that I'm podcasting standing up right now. Oh shit! I don't don't believe believe you for a second. Don't believe you. Mm -mm. So it didn't happen. Jen, what else you got as far as gift ideas? Well, this is a great gift idea for me. (laughs) (laughs) Prince's Piano and a Microphone, 1983. I am excited about this. So here's what happens. My life gets really busy and I just keep listening to the same stuff over and over again. This has been on my I've been meaning to get to it list and I Mm -hmm. haven't yet. And so this is a good reason to, um, to pick it up. But I think it's just exactly what it sounds like in 1983 him him doing his thing 
just piano and he his voice you guys i'm i'm gonna not get verklempt right now but if even if it was just a microphone i feel like he, his voice was so supple and dynamic that that would have been enough but to to hear piano and to not because i think of prince and as does everybody else about as a guitar person most of the time sure as a guitarist. So it's kind of nice. It's a, it's a nice departure from that. Yeah, I came across this, and, and I know this will make me a little bit unpopular with Jen with one end, but I've never been a huge Prince guy. I didn't really go out of my way to dislike him, but I never I have never owned any of his music. And I sat down and put this on at the office, and it's really good. Like you say, it's stripped down. It just shows how talented he was, because it's just him with the piano and i think he taught himself how to play i think he taught himself how to play everything oh, yeah. he played so knowing that and listening to him sing and there's just like there's a couple songs that you're familiar with and he just does like a minute 30 of it and then he's on to something yeah. else and it, my understanding is it's taken from a single studio session where he just sat at the piano for you know an hour and a half or so and played it's it's really good and i think anybody who has any kind of appreciation for 80s music would enjoy it Yesterday, you not your phone. Main track, knowing that your problem wasn't known. Turn the voice down a little. Wanna call you every day, begging to be near me. Yeah, I wonder too if it was like four o'clock in the morning when he did. Yeah. It. You know, he like couldn't. He couldn't sleep. So yeah, roll some tape on this. Four in the morning, yeah. Okay, exactly. we're running out of time, so everyone give me like one more great gift idea, and uh, we'll, we'll include some bonus ones on the blog item, but give me one more that you think is a no-brainer for holiday season. Brad, we'll start with you. Okay, I'm going to say my pick will be these retro-look Bluetooth headphones I found. They are in the style of like an original Walkman headphone with the orange foam ear cushions. And Brad in LA has a headphones problem, and Brad in LA will probably buy a set of these with any Christmas cash that comes Brad in LA's way. <laughs> it's not coming from me. No, I'm going to so, buy it myself. It's not, it's not coming from you the mean, proceeds of our podcast. No, Are you no, referring to your paycheck? Mom sends me a little check every year. So, Oh, and here's my, here's my honorable mention. Custom Converse Chuck yeah. Taylor All-Stars or Custom Vans? It's too late to probably... Well, you shouldn't design them for whoever you're giving them to, but you could give them a gift certificate and they could design them themselves. Excellent. Gift certificate. I love it. So the van... I can't speak to the All-Stars, but I can speak to the vans. It's not actually that much more to custom design yeah. your vans. And they... I, I did this a few years ago. They are awesome. You get to pick... Like, like everything. A little everything. Stri- everything. The, the thin stripe that goes around the bottom, like what color that's going to yeah. be. It's awesome. It's awesome. I'm so happy with them too. And Vans are, I've, I have found, and this might be controversial, much more comfortable than Chuck Taylors. Uh, yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, Chuck yeah. Taylors are not great. I, I like to wear my Chucks to just hang around in, but if I have to actually move someplace, not so good. Right. Okay, Jen, your turn. You get a uh, you get a last pick and an honorable mention in your honor. Okay. So my pick is clothes. <laughs> But specifically, uh, there is a t-shirt that any woman in your life would love if she's an 80s fan. It's the I Heart Jake Ryan t-shirt. Oh. Oh, yeah. And then I just thought I would mention that there is some lovely stuck in the 80s clothing. Now you're just pandering. <laughs> folks might... Trying to gloss over the <laughs> well, those are clothes. problematic boyfriend thing. Those are clothes. They count as clothes. So I just wanted to just throw in, you know... I, for example, I recently for my birthday got a uh, an MTV T-shirt. Nice. Love it. 
It's amazing. I love it. And I wore it three days in a row because I loved it so much. But I got compliments every time. So those are my suggestions. Actually, the the, the Stuck in the 80s swag, you can get it at sit80s.com slash store. And it's not only like the, the logo stuff. We have, we have a couple of logo t-shirts. But there's also a collection of other 80s related t-shirts that are there at our store as well. So there's some nice breakfast club stuff and there's some other interesting ones that as I went around the, the T public website, which hosts our store, I, whatever makes me laugh any given day, I just add to our store. So, you know, you've got about 20 or 30 sh- shirts there to pick from. So that should be fun. Nice. Nice. You know what else would be fun right now? The, the Seggies. Ah, by the mystical refrain, it is time yet again for listener mailbag. And I say yet again. I can't remember the last time we actually had one of these. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We just got – have the letters just not been fun? Or I don't think people have been writing us as often. Uh, that and, you know, that, you hate people. There's always that. So <laughs> I like people. I just don't like just don't, people. Just don't like them in groups of <laughs> one or more. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. We got uh, two letters for you this week. Uh, the first one is from Chip in Maryland. Jen, why don't you do the honors this week? would love to. Hi, guys. I just finished listening to your Turkey Day-themed podcast, and I have some thoughts I'd like to share. Actually, these thoughts have been rattling around my head for some time, but haven't really had the wherewithal to put electronic pen to paper, so to speak. With the sub-theme of what I'm thankful for in today's podcast, I received some motivation. Note that I'm actually sitting at my desktop composing this as opposed to dashing off a few lines from my phone. You want to know a high point of my week? Monday evening, believe it or not. I'm trudging out from what has become a soul-killing job. Oh, Mm -hmm. what a bummer. I get in my car, dial up the latest offering from Spearsy, B-Rad, and occasionally Jen with one N, and for the next 40 to 50 minutes, with one brief stop at the Dunkin' Donuts drive-thru, medium iced mocha latte, I know, TMI. There's a lot of detail in this letter. (laughs) (laughs) And for the next 40 to 50 minutes, I settle into my drive home, listening, laughing along with the three of you while I'm transported back to my favorite decade. You keep the mood of the episodes light and you mix up the themes well, sometimes albums, sometimes movies, the occasional guest interview. Then, of course, there are the seggies on which I can be pretty hit and miss, but you never fail to entertain. You keep the focus on 80s culture and as far as I've seen, never stray into political discussions for which I am extremely grateful. Your podcast is my weekly refuge from the trials of 21st century life. I'm not sure if this adequately captures how much your podcast means to me. I've only been a listener for just under a year, but somehow it feels like you've become old friends already. Keep up the good work. You keep putting them out there, I'll keep listening. Your friend, Chip in Maryland. Oh, that's nice. That's wow, a really nice that letter. awesome. I feel bad about the soul-killing job, though. Yeah. I kind of yeah. want to know what that's all it- about. He has a commute as long as yours. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, talk to me about commute. I just, I, I, <laughs> you chose to live out there, Williams. I guess I chose to live here. So <laughs> You're not wrong. I did choose Touché. to live here. <laughs> I'll own it. Anyway, Chip. Uh, but Chip, regardless. Chip, yeah. you're, you're, uh, yes, regardless of your commute. Thank you. That was an awesome letter. Chip, if you ever want – I know you've only been listening for a year, but if you want um, – a list of like, oh, you know, some of the highlights from the first 12 years, send me an email and I'll, I'll send you some links. There's always the soul crushing fun of listening to my breakup episode with Debbie Foreman. It really is a classic, but I, for reasons that Steve doesn't <laughs> want to discuss. 
I, I'm fine with it. I've made my peace with, in the world with all that silliness. Okay, second letter from Eric Barube. Brad, why don't you handle this one? Okay, Eric writes, Color Me Confused. The mystery TV theme song for this week, I think, is Bonnie Tyler's Ravishing, but I cannot find any TV show associated with that song. And this is where I get all messed up. Bonnie Tyler, to my knowledge, only did one TV theme song, and that was for the 80s TV hit show Cover Up from 1984 and 1985. Yep, that's... Oh my God, I remember that show. That's the show where the male lead, John Eric Hexum, good looking guy, by the way, ladies, ladies of the 80s, go Google him if you don't know, and thank me later, wank, wank. Okay, enough of that. He actually shot himself with a Prop 44 Magnum and died because the water paper in the blank drove a piece of his skull into his brain. I remember that happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, gun safety lesson, kids. Doesn't matter if it's a blank. Don't point it at your head and pull a trigger. Anyway, the theme song for Cover Up is not ravishing. It's holding out for a hero, which, as we all know, is tractor chicken fight music. So what I'm effectively saying is I have no clue what TV theme this is, but I did dig up all this stuff. The only other thing associated with Ravishing is a sample of the song for Hulk's theme on the wrestling album of 1985. Hmm. Help! Always stuck in the 80s. Eric, I'm actually only 25. Barube from St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada. Well, Eric, we may cast some light on that here directly. (laughs) Okay. Uh, as always, we love your emails. Just send them to us at podcast at sit80s.com. Ah, the, uh, the everlasting gobstopper that is I want my mystery TV theme song, theme song of theme songs. At last, Eric Barube will have his answer. Uh, we'll play a snippet of a theme song from an 80s TV show. If you get it right, you're entering into the drawing for a... We still have bottle openers? I have to ask that every uh, week. We you like to ask that. We, I will let you know when we're out. I will let you know when okay. we're out. It's getting close. I need to order some I more, have. but we do still have enough to get us through You know, probably the first quarter of 2019. I have. And I know Gail suggested it as a possible gift idea and i should have mentioned it earlier but there's a a puzzle a thousand piece puzzle thing called the <gasps> 80s the 1980s yes i want this puzzle from white i have two of them staring me right in the face right now well they're not I me mean, i have to turn my head which i'm doing which no one <laughs> as i stand here doing uh, this podcast because you're, you're standing, standing right mm-hmm. <laughs> but i have yeah. two of them I mean, my, my intention is to take them on the cruise and give them away, but maybe I'll, maybe I'll, uh, maybe what I'll do between now and the end of the year is I'll do a special montage challenge or something like that, like a really hard Ooh. challenge. Maybe we'll give them away for that. Mm. That way I can stand mm. in the 50 pound bag limit. Anyway, pay attention, Eric. <laughs> Clairvoyance <laughs> is coming to you now. Here's the clip from our last show. Believe it or not, That is the theme to Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. You did it, Eric Barube! You were just knocking on the door. Knocking on the door. You're there. So close. I don't even know how I picked this one. You know, a lot of times I just go to... 
the internet. I'll just do like I'll just do random internet searches for strange things to see, just because shows pop up that I, I just hadn't heard right. of. And that was one of them. I never watched that TV show. But uh, there you go. That is the theme song for a show that I'm sure was immensely popular with a certain number of people in our audience, including, I am sure, Ryan the Pirate King in Nashville. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, I think I watched the show. I think it, I feel like it might have been on a Friday night. And, you know, again, what, what do you do on a Friday when you're in sixth grade? Watch TV. <laughs> you watch Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Okay, Brad, take a mildly deep okay. breath and read off the winners. I can do this one in one breath. Winners this week include Mike LaPena in Pine Bush, New York, Brock in North Dakota, Peter Ryan, Aaron Shirley in Vancouver, Canada, and last but not least, first to answer, most complete in the information supplied. Yes, I'm just looking at you, your pirateness, sir. Ryan, the Pirate King in Nashville. And yes, we have heard of you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jen, it's your turn to spin the wheel this week to find out who wins the uh, bottle opener. Can we put some bells on it this, this uh, episode? Probably not. For the holidays? No? All right. I'll do it anyway. And it looks like it's going to land on ah, Mike LaPena in Pine Bush, New York. You are this week's lucky winner. So send us your postal address, postal address, and uh, we will put you on the list for a bottle opener. In the meantime, pay attention. Here's this week's mystery TV theme song. If you know it, email us at podcast at sit80s.com and tune in soon to find out if you are a winner. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Because the night before Christmas and all through the ship, not a sensor was flashing, not even a blip. When there was a huge crash to the bridge, I then ran. And there upon St. Nicholas with joystick in hand. With Atari's Miss Pac-Man, he gobbled and scored. Then on to Jungle Hunt, he played till he roared. From out of his sack, he pulled dozens of games, all the great ones from Atari, our favorite names. Before I could thank him, he beamed out of sight. With a Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Hey, we're back. We have a few minutes left. I thought, let's talk about what our dream holiday presents from the 80s would be for ourselves. And I'm going to go first, because I'm standing here and my feet are getting very tired. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oi, my feet. I'm going to pick a Tron arcade machine, a fully functional replica machine. Nice. Tron 1980s. I want one very badly, but I think they started around $8,000, $9,000. No, they're not quite that much. I think you can get one. You can probably get one for 2500 but still, that's not. Oh, for twenty five hundred, I'll have one tomorrow if that's the case. But I, I don't. I, I thought there were much you need more. To get, anyway, you need to get. That's what Dan I want. August working on that. He's your guy. He'll find you one. <laughs> He's the one who said that they were like seven or eight. I didn't think they were that much. Well, he knows better than I do. To get, to get like one that's actually like working, like not, like it's ready to yeah, go. I can, no, I, 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 I know what you're like saying. A couple of guys pull up in a truck, and thirty seconds later, I'm they playing. plug it in, and off you go. Right, like there's no tinkering because Steve doesn't tinker, so. I don't know why I'm referring to myself in the third person. I don't know. Brad uh, and LA Jen, did it earlier, so maybe it's catching. Chen, what is your dream 80s holiday present for yourself? Okay, so when I was given this assignment, I misread it, and I just thought it was like 
any old 80s present. I didn't see the dream part. <laughs> so my dream is going to sound pretty paltry <laughs> right now. But what I said was a subscription to Night Flight Plus because on the Thanksgiving episodes and a couple episodes before that, I have declared my love for Night Flight. And it's a, you can get it. It's like a sub- streaming and you can get it for a subscription for like $3.33 a month, according to their their uh, site. So yeah, that's not, that sounds pretty paltry. So I just want to throw another one in there. And this is just a slightly larger dream. But when I was living in Key West, Florida, actually, in the 90s, in the early 90s, I found a copy of Fast Times at Ridgemont High by Cameron Crowe, uh, the book yeah. that he wrote. Yeah. And I gave it away. Uh, um, what? I, is one of my regrets in life. So what my other gift, I guess, would be is a copy of this because I'll tell you what, paperbacks like I owned, $75 on Amazon to get the original hardcover, which has an awesome picture of a Valley Girl on the cover. 120, uh, no, sorry, $178.99. So, so can I, can mm-hmm. I, I have my hand up. I, I have to, have, yep. you, have you read Brad. this book? Do you remember this book? It was awesome. Yeah, I, I remember disagree. it. It was when he went undercover. I disagree. I think you that didn't the like movie it? is far, far superior to the book. The book is almost banal. Uh, I feel like it is like the one case where the book is worse than the movie of anything I can. Th- yeah. Really? I, I have a PDF. I'll send you the I PDF. Okay. Yay. Christmas yeah. comes early. Um, think- no, that would be awesome because I, I, I have to do a caveat to this. I was 18 when I read it. So... There's that. I just, I just didn't think it was that good. <laughs> Perhaps it doesn't hold up. It, I, I read it with with youthful well, gusto, yeah. and, and, and am, maybe as maybe people right. point out I am a cynical, angry old man. So perhaps uh, perhaps good younger point. eyes would have appreciated yeah. it. Yes. I, well, I will report. I will report back about how you're wrong. I, I believe those exact words were used about you this today by me. Yes. And and you didn't write back for like 45 minutes after that. Well, I was in my fortress of crabbiness, having lunch. <laughs> Okay. Okay, Brad. You, I think, I feel like you, you answered oh. this properly. <laughs> well, I went big. I went really big. So my my dream '80s holiday present to myself would be an early 1980s Lotus Esprit. You know, I want a supercar of the era. Uh, I don't really want a Ferrari. I want something that just screams early '80s. And to me, that is an Esprit. It's a, just a super angular sports car, really low slung. I think that would be really fun. It would be ridiculously expensive to maintain. I'm sure. And if that's not available, you know, just pull the car carrier up with the Porsche 928 on it, the the U-boat commander car from Risky Business, and I'll do some donuts in that thing. Very, very wise choice. Much wiser than hey, ours. Brad. Yes. Brad, what, what if Katie gives you the keys to one of these cars and then you give her a spirograph? Oh. <laughs> what will happen? <laughs> um... Well, it's really not going to happen. But if it were to happen, <laughs> then those spirograph wheels would be dipped in platinum. Nice. Well, or you'd have to return it so that you could have, you could begin to pay off these. Yeah, one seriously. of seriously. Or, yeah. or I'd have no to kidding. like drop it to the kids. Oh, by the way, uh, I canceled your plane ticket back to college because we can't afford that anymore. And I also canceled college. Exactly. Hey, we had fun doing this this week. If you have uh, ideas that have popped into your head to give away to an 80s friend of yours, email us at podcast.sats.com. We'll add them to the blog item and we might mention them in a future show between now and Christmas. But in the meantime, Brad, 
the U-Boat Commander Jen with her subscription to Night Flight, and me with my beloved Tron machine. We remain here, hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is a member of the CLNS Media Network. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for our theme music. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or the CLNS Media mobile app.